0: the Practical Prophetic, where prophetic ministry is made practical. I'm Beth Wingate. I'm your host, and welcome to the podcast. On our podcast today, we have Pastor Matt Akins back on the program. Welcome, Pastor Matt.
1: Beth, I'm thrilled to be here.
0: Yes, I'm very excited to have you back. You and I have been having conversations about the podcast. You've just released a new song. I'm excited about that. Thank you. And uh, I was able to participate in that, so we'll put a link. In the description box, yes, that you can. Check yeah, you sing
1: background vocals on that. Yes, sounded great. It was
0: awesome. It was great to be behind the scenes and see how that process works. And it's a fantastic song. We did it at church Thank you. this yeah, Sunday. We did. We'll put a link in the description box for the song, and also maybe a YouTube link where we did it at church. So I think that'll bless you. It's been running through my head all week. Praise so God. that's good. All right, so you have a message for us today. A few podcasts ago, we talked about anxiety, and today you have a message for us about faith and fear, and so I'm going to lay down our foundation scripture, and then I'm going to pitch it to you. It's Hebrews 4.16. It says, Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace. To help in time of need God wants to use you Come on So that's the message today And I'm just going to pitch it to you Pastor Matt And we're actually doing something a little different today We're recording uh, here together So we'll see how this goes
1: Beth over the last few days Just been burning in my spirit this phrase God is in the faith zone Not the fear zone Amen Let me say that again God is in the faith zone Not in the fear zone So many of the things that God calls us to do require us to step out of our comfort zone. And as human beings, we want to be safe. We want to play it safe. We have a tendency to want to pull our punches. We have a tendency to want to cling to certainty. But there is uncertainty in the life of a Christian and the things that God's called us to. And if we'll step out of our comfort zone, I believe we will experience all that God has for us.
0: Yes, I agree with you. Yeah, I'm big on the, you know, the comfort zone is like being a, a little bird in the nest, you're ready yeah. to fly, but you don't want to leave the nest. And so maturity comes with a bit of risk? It does. So
1: It absolutely does. And those listening, think about different scenarios and situations where you may feel led to do something but you don't do it out of fear. Let's think let's talk about church, for example. Let's say in church, if you're an individual who is not used to you're not used to lifting your hands or singing the songs out loud on a Sunday, you're not used to being demonstrative in your worship. I would just want to challenge you that if you would step out in faith and get out of your comfort zone, that God would use you. In fact, sometimes God may even use you to be the key part of the service. That's a term we used to use. Right. It's kind of a churchy term, but anytime someone steps out, in boldness, lifting up their hands, you know, singing the songs, really being in free in worship, oftentimes that can trigger other people in the congregation at church to also be comfortable to do the same, and things can happen. Let me tell you a story. When I was 17 years old, that was the first time that I ever felt led to lift my hands in a church service. A church service of about 300 people, the choir was rocking, the worship was there, you could feel the Holy Spirit in the building, but Nobody was being free. And I felt the Holy Spirit tell me, you need to stand up. You need to lift your hands. And it doesn't matter what anybody thinks about you. You just need to worship me. And I was, like I said, I was a teenager, 17. I was on the top row of the left side. I remember standing up. And it was scary. It made me feel very vulnerable. It made me feel very uncomfortable. But when I did, things started to shift. Things started to happen. Other people became comfortable They started lifting up their hands and the spirit broke out and worship went to a whole nother level, not because of me, but the Holy Spirit prompted me to step out. And from that point on, I was able to be free in worship. And it doesn't mean that I've not had times where I have battled that Mm
0: -hmm.
1: in a church service setting, but I know that God used that to open up things. So maybe if you're listening and you're an individual who has a tendency to be reserved and you say, it's not my personality, it's not my personality to do that. (laughs) Let me just tell you, there's many of the things that God's called us to do as Christians and believers that require us to step out of that place of comfort, and we can talk about some of that. So let's go ahead and throw out a few things. How about this? What if God wanted you to give a word to somebody? Would you do it, or would you be scared?
0: Right, right. And the first time you try something like that, you know, you're you're doubting yourself. Yeah. There's a quote I had read that said, as soon as you trust yourself— you will know how to live. You know, sometimes we doubt ourselves yeah. too much. We trust ourselves. God put within you. Yeah. He put on the inside of you everything you need to carry out His will and to minister to others. You know, for the first season of your Christian life, it's all about you receiving from the Lord. What can the Lord do for me? Yeah. But then you get to a place where God can really use you. And so you want to be in the spot where God can use you. And so we have to be the hands and the feet of Jesus. And one of the greatest places he can start to use you is in church, you know, yeah. to minister to other people, encourage. I'm big on encouragement, that encouragement can be a powerful ministry, to absolutely. just be encouraging uh, to people. And so that's absolutely stepping out of the comfort zone, stepping out of the fear zone and into the faith zone when you can allow the Lord to use you to go up and to pray for someone or to give them an encouraging word, to give them a scripture. You know, to to be honest with people, hey, you know, I don't know much about your problem or whatever. I don't have experience with that, but here's what I do know. Come on, and just keep it basic. Give them the word of God. The word is powerful enough all by itself. You're just a messenger.
1: It also comes back to this: it's that the things that God's called us to do require us to depend on God. So we're not doing this in our own power. We're not doing this by our own strength. We're not trying to prove, hey, look what I can do. I'm just going to do it. Look look at how bold I am. No, we're doing this by the Spirit of God, and it brings Him glory. And many times, God will cause to do things that we cannot do in our own ability without His strength. And why? Because it gives Him glory. Because it gives Him praise. Because it draws attention not to us, Mm -hmm. but it will draw attention to God. And that is what we're wanting to do. And we may shift gears. So, Beth, we first started talking about in a church setting, going up to pray for somebody in the right. altar, lifting up your hands. Listen, there are levels of I'm still st- sticking with worship right now, but in a church setting, there are levels of freedom and worship. Right. Lifting hands is like that's like step one. Right. You know that you can actually get on your knees and bow on your knees on the carpet before the Lord. We're, that's getting into some deep praise and worship right, right there, but it is absolutely powerful. It honors God and it can shift the atmosphere. Right,
0: right. When you're struggling with, you know, maybe surrendering something yeah. in your life, um, you know, sometimes the Holy Spirit in a worship service in the appropriate setting. I'm not talking about trying to be weird on for the sake of being weird, but in an appropriate setting, and uh, you know, when the altar's open, the Spirit may be moving on you to to sacrifice something in your life or to lay something down. Maybe you're struggling with something like anger or unforgiveness. And when you go and make a uh, demonstration of that through the act of bowing down before the Lord, that can bring deliverance and freedom in your life. But if you're so focused on yourself and worried about what other people will think, you could be preventing yourself from getting that level of deliverance and freedom in your life.
1: That's right. And I'm not talking about doing a lot of weird stuff, right. drawing attention to yourself. But I'm pretty sure from my observation, and you tell me what you think, I often see that more people battle with this whole thing of dignity. Let, let's just kind of camp out right there. Okay, yeah. Some people are afraid to be free in church and worship and being used to pray for others and being being used in the altar call, different situations like that. Some people are afraid to give their testimony or to participate in small groups because of dignity. Well, because it's vulnerable.
0: The word dignity is interesting. That's one way to look at it. Yeah. Um, th- I'll just use my example, my yeah. story. I can only speak for myself. I know that when I first, you and I do music ministry, and when I first got involved in music ministry, I didn't feel that I had a lot of skill. I had probably just enough to get by, <laughs> and, yeah. if that. And so uh, I was very self-conscious, very insecure about my abilities. I think my heart was in a good place, but my abilities really lacked, and so I was very self-conscious and doing everything I could do to improve myself—practice, lessons, you know, whatever I could do. But I was definitely in a season of striving, and there would be—and I was mostly just playing in Bible studies. I wasn't on a stage or anything, and so the Lord had to deal with me about getting over myself. That's good now i'm just going to share with the way the lord showed me i had been surrounded by some very talented people who maybe their spiritual side of their life wasn't where it needed to be it seemed very uh, strange i guess to me you know god this is i'm going to give you an uh, open up my mind and give you an inside look at my prayers i'd be like god i don't understand you know this person is very gifted and talented they're being used of you all the time, yet they have just terrible attitude and, hmm. and terrible problems and issues, you know, uh, moral moral issues. and i I believe my heart's right, and I just feel like I don't have much to bring at all. Yeah, so you know that's the kind of internal struggles, but you can relate that to all kinds of areas of our life, not just music. But the Lord told me, he uh, he this is the way God talks to me. He said, Pride, we think of pride as just uh, someone who seeks attention and who seeks uh, applause of people and affirmation. He is. No, no, no. Pride has two sides to the coin. You can be so insecure and so self-conscious that you are prideful in the other kind of way where it's all about you. But you have to get over yourself in order for the Lord to use you and that when we are so insecure and self focused, it can become a form of pride. I'm not necessarily saying a false humility, but just a overly self focused. Yeah. And so the Lord really had kinda he had to kind of smack my hand, he had to get on to me. And I was like, Oh, so I've just got to surrender worrying about how it comes off, what other people think. And I've just got to get over myself because this has got to get done. God wants to minister to people. He wants to touch people through music or through altar time or whatever. So I have to realize I'm just a tool in the hand of the Lord. I am just a vessel for the oil to come through. And I'm the one blocking the flow. So I, the Lord just had to teach me that and, and I had to get over myself and I had to continue to do my due diligence. I had to continue to do lessons and practice and you know, do my part, but it completely changed my mindset and my attitude. That enabled me to get over fear and to move into the faith zone.
1: That's good. and Also, too, one thing to realize is that God will allow you to take baby steps so that you can grow. God will right. bring you up. Right. It wasn't your, all at once. Exactly. Yeah,
0: it was a process.
1: King David had to learn how to kill the bear, kill the lion. He didn't just go from 0 to 60. He didn't just go from, you know, being a shepherd in the field to killing Goliath. He had to train. He had to train by killing the bear, killing the lion and become comfortable with those challenges. God will give us small incremental challenges to prepare us.
0: Right. I mean, I spent years just doing music and Bible studies. And learning how to uh, let God use me, how learning that it's not even about me. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, before I ever touched a stage, and so that's one area of life. I mean, there's other areas. It exactly. could be in sharing your faith. You know, you, you may have to just start small baby steps. I'm real big on telling people, you know, get you a scripture, put a little Starbucks gift card or McDonald's gift card in there with it for five or ten dollars. It's not about the m- money, it's just a little gift to put with it. Walk around. And ask the Lord to show you who to give this encouraging scripture to. Yeah, um, it's that simple. You can do it anonymously if you don't want to. You know, don't want to do it in person, or just pray about it. And I've I've done that. I teach that as a wonderful exercise about how to let God use you. That's a very easy way to step into that faith zone. Yeah, just simple, practical baby step.
1: And I just want to say this too. One of the reasons why we're talking about this today is because if you feel that fear. And if you feel that urge to pull back and to restrict yourself and to play it safe, you might mistake that for, oh, I don't need to do this. This is this is not a God thing, but that's not necessarily true. It could just be the human instinct to, ooh, this is out of my comfort zone. I don't want to do this. This is going to put me in a vulnerable state. Right. so don't mistake that necessarily that it's not God
0: right that's where that dignity part comes in yeah. that we uh, we don't like to, the feeling of being vulnerable yeah but to be used of God I mean you, you do have to sometimes be vulnerable I was thinking about elisha when he laid on the little boy that died yeah. and he it was I'm sure it was weird yeah. the, the way you know he ministered uh, deliver deliverance and, and healing to that boy. And so, a lot of the miracles Jesus did were strange. Yeah. And so, and I'm not talking about being strange for the sake of being strange. I think some people go too far with it. We need yeah. to be balanced in our life. But sometimes God will call you to really step outside of what's comfortable for you. But certainly, praying for someone or just sharing your faith should not be in the realm of you know extreme levels of, of faith where you're doing things that are really outside the comfort zone. So a lot of this is in your in your own head.
1: Yeah, you've got to get over yourself. That's true. There are levels to this, and I don't want to overwhelm the listeners today, but let's let's shift up a gear a little bit. So now we're going from the baby steps to some bigger things. So there may be things that those listening that you're called to that you're just scared. You're just scared to step out. And, and there's a process involved that and a preparation that God will take you through to get there. I think about the story of David Wilkerson. Now, mm. this, is, this is a big shift in gear because this took some tremendous faith. I was reading about David Wilkerson, who was the pastor of Times Square Church in New York City. Yes. And he was a pastor in a country church. And he said they had a nice congregation. Their services were going well. Things were going good. Him and his family were taken care of. But he started to have this nagging, annoying pit in his spirit, in his stomach, telling him something was not right. He started to have this divine discontent.
0: Oh, I like that.
1: Yes. And he said that he would start going out into the woods near his home and just pray and spend hours praying to God, crying out. He was not sure what was happening with him. He's like, God, what's going on? What's Mm. happening to me? And God started to impress upon him the desire to step out of the smallness of what he was doing and to do something even greater. Now, like I said, this is a big shift in a gear. But for David Wilkerson, that meant going to New York City witnessing two gangs in New York now imagine that
0: right and I know at that time in America the gangs were a big deal it
1: was a very big deal and there's a famous quote saying that when he went out to New York City and his team they had a, they had worship services there and they were reaching out to the, the gangs in that area there was a time when he was threatened his life was threatened right. and, and basically the gang members were going to kill him and he said to them you can cut me in a million pieces but every piece will still say, I love you.
0: Right. They made a movie about that called The Cross and the Switchblade. I've seen the movie. It was really good.
1: Absolutely. And I may have that quote wrong. It may be a thousand pieces, (laughs) a million pieces. I don't know. But that's a very... Right. Graphic thing, but imagine right. the faith of being a country preacher, having that divine discontent that took him out of where he was at into the streets, and thank God he did, because for decades God used that church, Times Square Church, to reach so many people.
0: Right, he's one of the few people I would classify as a uh, someone in the office of a prophet nationally. Yeah, he um, he was mocked and laughed at early in his ministry. Or some of the prophecies he gave as a, like a doomsday preacher. Yeah. But everything he's prophesied back from the 70s and 80s has come to pass. So God has God uh, proven him out over time.
1: Beth, I have a quote here from John Maxwell. that says this, everything worthwhile is uphill. Mm. Everything worthwhile is uphill. That's good. Once again, good to know that so that you don't become overtly discouraged Or think that something's not jiving in my life because it wouldn't be so difficult. No, not necessarily true. Maybe God is wanting you to step out of your comfort zone to step into what God has for you. Now, the Bible says in Mark 11, 22 to 24, Have faith in God. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be you removed and planted into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that the things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Therefore, whatsoever things you ask for and you pray, Believe that you receive them, it shall be given you. There are mountains in our way that we have to speak to those mountains for them to be removed. Let's go to the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, the children of Israel, in order for them to enter the promised land, they had many obstacles. People, are you listening? <laughs> many <laughs> obstacles. Yes. Many obstacles. Now, this is the Old Testament, it was a different time. It was the Old Covenant, a different covenant, and it's kind of hard for us to wrap our heads around this. But a part of their job was to go out and to have conquest, to take territory, to take land. And there were giants in the land. Right. There were people occupying. God told them to go to places that were already occupied by giants. The obstacles were huge. So why would God do it? Beth, if God is such a loving God, why, why did he make it so difficult? I mean, I'm I'm asking you this. I want you to tell me why did God call the children of Israel to leave their place of certainty Mm. and comfort to go to a place that was preoccupied with giants and obstacles and challenges?
0: Well, the long answer is we get into a lot of deep theology, but the short answer is God had a promise for them. Come on. God had told them to do it and they had to just simply obey because there was purpose in it.
1: That's so good. Here's a great quote that I love. I'm reading this book right now for the second time called Chase the Lion by Mark Batterson. And I love this quote that he has in his book. Many people never see God part the Jordan River in their lives because their feet are firmly planted on dry ground.
0: Oh, that's good.
1: We're waiting for God to make a move while God is waiting for us to make a move. We say to God, why don't you part this river? And God says to us, and why don't you get your feet wet? But if you make a move, you'll see God move, and he can move heaven and earth.
0: Wow. So we have to take the first step in faith, not stand on the bank in fear.
1: Exactly. Some of the most rewarding things in my life have come from when I stepped out in faith. To be honest with you, I'm a person who loves comfort. I'm just going to come out and tell you, I love... We
0: all do. We all do.
1: It's a human trait. But we all like to stay in our safe zone. And I have a weird personality where I'm like this yin and yang. I have like a two gears, very calm, reserved, want to be left alone and be solitary. I want to be chill. I want to be by myself. And then I have this part of me that sometimes wants to go to like a 10 and just jump out there. But so many times God will ask me to do things. I'm like, oh, God, do I have to do that? Do I really have to do that? But it's so rewarding the times that i have done that when god has asked me to pray for somebody when god has asked me to be free in worship and a church service or god has asked me to step out and do something that i would not normally want to do it has been so rewarding and that is usually what clues you in that this was the right decision god is using you to bring his own name glory and to draw attention to him not yourself
0: right which is our job We're, we are simply Vessels Come on. to be used. And so, in order for God to use you, you have to be a willing participant. It's really, you know, what we're talking about is really that simple. And whatever it is, maybe God has called you to be a small group leader, or maybe God has called you to clean the church, Come on. or maybe God has called you, uh, you know, at your workplace to befriend. Uh, maybe the least likely candidate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe go eat lunch with them, get to know them, and then find ways. You know, you don't. I understand at workplaces it can be difficult with the rules they have, but you can find ways to share your faith. First of all, just by demonstrating, you know, with your life. But look for those opportunities. And so we have to be the hands and feet of Jesus. It's part of what God has called us to do. Once we get past. Uh, the mentality of what can God do for me, then we have to move into what can we do for the Lord. And God has called us to be His people, and He has called us to possess the land. And so the land can be a metaphor for the world that you live in. It can be for your neighborhood, your workplace, your church. And so you have to be a part of what God's doing. And, And that requires us to get over ourselves. And we live in a society that... Tells you that it's all about self. Come on. But Paul says we have to crucify our flesh. We have to get over ourselves.
1: In Luke chapter 5, starting with verse 4, Jesus is talking to Peter. And now at this time his name was Simon. But Jesus was talking to Peter and he told him to launch out to the deep and to let down his nets to catch some fish. And Simon answered him, saying, Master, we have told all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, we will let down the net. And when they had done this, they captured so many fish that their nets began to break. So Beth, in that situation, Peter needed help. He could not haul all of the fish himself. And this is one of the last things I wanted to say today. The last thing I wanted to say is we can't do it alone. We can't do it alone. We're going to need help for you to fulfill the vision that God has for you, for you to step out and to do the things that God's called you to, there's a very high probability that God wants you to network. Notice the phrasing there, network. That God wants you to network with other believers to get out of your comfort zone so that you can achieve something greater than yourself what if god has something for you that you can't do in your own ability right you you need a network and i just want to say when you will step out and small groups are a good example of this because small groups attending those allow you to get comfortable with other believers you know the bible says iron sharpens iron and so you're able to get out of your comfort zone share your stories share your struggle and become stronger together god is not in the small things god is in the big things now i'm not saying To throw caution to the wind. And I'm also not saying that every day you should just suffer and be in agony. What do I have to do today? i got to put myself out of my comfort zone. It's going to be a struggle today. No. But what I'm saying is this. God is not in the small things. He's in the big things. Let's join with other believers. Let's be humble. Let's have humility. And let's lean on God's power. Because God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Ephesians 3.20, I want to say that again. God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think. Listeners, people listening to this podcast, get ready to step out of your comfort zone. Humble yourself before God. Ask Him to give you strength and get ready for God to take you to the next level and what He has for you. It will be rewarding. It will be powerful. And the main thing is it will bring Jesus the glory.
0: Amen. What a fantastic way to end today's episode. Thank you so much for being on the program and for encouraging others to step out of the fear zone and into the faith zone. Thank you, Pastor Matt.
1: Thank you so much.
0: for listening to today's podcast. Please be sure to hit the subscribe button so you'll be informed next time I post. Thank you again and have a blessed day.